Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Hello, good people. Good morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze, and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Tonight I am going to be talking about those terrible games that sometimes just slip through the cracks and drop onto our beloved consoles. I just want to emphasise this isn't a definitive list, it's just a few that I thought would be worth talking about. Uh, also, since terrible games often mean terrible music, I'll not always be using music from the games mentioned. Instead, uh, playing something as closely related as possible. Or something that I like. Either way, it's my show. Okay? Okay. So, um... I was going to put it on the list anyway, but uh, Mr. Jane Wonderman requested this one, so... Uh, 3D Balls! Or Balls 3D. One of those. What? Is it? It, is it a fighting game? It, okay, it's a fighting game, I guess. It, it looks fairly nice for a Mega Drive game. There's some nice early pseudo-3D. The characters look weird. Uh, but the gameplay basically amounts to mashing the buttons on the controller and praying hard. And may the gods have mercy upon your miserable soul if you're playing against the AI, which can and will kick you up and down arena like you are a football. And um, just just a question, but why does it sound like there is a lady who is having a, a, a very nice time on the soundtrack? I'm trying to keep this PG, but what is going on there? Is it that, you know, when Harry met Sally thing going on? What what the hell? Anyway. Uh, another one that was requested by Mr. Jamie Wonderman. Uh, Dark Castle. It was a groundbreaking RPG when it first came out on the Apple Macintosh back in ye olden days of 1986. And it was later ported to everything that sat still for long enough, from the Commodore 64 to mobile phones. The Mega Drive was actually the first console to get a port of it. And it was not received well. The lack of mouse to help with precision aiming, leading to much frustration. As did a physics issue that meant that the main character was constantly tripping over to the point where, if he was a tabletop RPG character, you'd think his dice had been weighted to always roll natural one. That's that's a role-playing joke for those who are like me. Sorry. Uh, also, you could bypass pretty much the entire game simply by walking through the central doors into the boss sanctuary. Okay. And if you tried to turn off the endlessly looped version of Takata and Fugue in D minor, you'd get an endless loop of a single note instead. Brilliant! Well done! Slow clap! Genius! Anyway, I'm going to show you what I mean by that 
lady having a nice time in the 3D balls, balls 3D music. Uh, and since I'm not going to play a piece of classical music because I can't be bothered, uh, I'm going to play uh, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, uh, Deeper into the Dark Forest. Dark Castle, Dark Forest, makes sense to me. So I'm going to play those and I will talk to you again after the break. So there you go, enjoy.
are back. And that was Deeper Into the Dark Forest from Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. And prior to that it was the Balls 3D title theme. Or 3D Balls, it's hard to say which one it's actually supposed to be. Because the box isn't very clear. Uh, Mr. Wonderman's asking if I changed the file name of that Castle of Illusion track. I haven't got around to it yet uh, because I'd have to go through quite a few different tracks. And I've been a bit busy over the past week because I've got a convention that's coming up in a couple of weeks that I'm on the committee for. So I've been a bit distracted. Anyway, back to my topic. Heavy Nova is an action beat-em-up mecha game for Mega Drive and Mega CD, I think. Or it might be a platformer. The game is a little bit confused about what it wants to be. That it looks atrocious really doesn't help either. The single player has awkward, awful platforming featuring irritating enemies that are consistently too small for you to hit properly. Multiplayer mode really isn't much better, since for reason known best to the programmers, jumping grants invincibility by causing attacks to simply pass through the player character. So multiplayer matches usually consists of jumping and not a great deal else. <sighs> also the various different characters, some of them only have like uh, two moves, so they have unmapped buttons on the, on the Mega Drive controller and others have got full suites of super moves. Game balance was not their strong suit, clearly. Good grief. You can find footage of this online, it's quite painful to watch. Uh, right, oh god, here we go. Make my video on Sega CD slash Mega CD, oh Jesus Christ. I mean, there's wanting to make a quick book, and then there's this. I know the American game library for the Mega Sleep CD slash Sega CD is a bit limited, and the fact that there's excrement like this in it really does not help. So, what passes for gameplay in this is that you attempt to edit a pathetically small library of music video clips into a longer music video. You apply some grainy filters and um, that's pretty much it. And as this was the early days of FMV and we're talking about the Mega CD here, the video looks awful. It's pixelated and grainy and distorted and displayed in a tiny box in the middle of your screen. There were no less than three of these games, four if you count the CNC Music Factory one, which is not technically part of the series, but still. Giving you the joy of choosing between In Excess, Criss Cross, and Marky Mark. Oh good lord. The pain! Oh god, why? So yes, those titans of music, oh god, I can't even say that with a straight face. Shall we have some um, music from some decent Sega music games? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should have that as, uh, as some, a thing that we should do. Uh, so a request from Green Viper for this one is uh, Bomb Bomb Industries from Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing slash Samba de Amiga. Uh, 
is coming up next. And after that I'm going to have some music from Space Channel 5. So, to, to cleanse our palate after talking about these atrocious nonsense. Enjoy.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega. <laughs> Spaceport introducing Ulala from Space Channel 5. Uh, you may have heard it on the Dreamcast Hour with uh, Green Viper. Uh, and prior to that, it was Bum Bum from uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing and also from Summer Day Amiga. And there was some a bit of a discussion in the Discord chat about what language 
it was in and PT Kickass stated with certainty that it is in fact in Portuguese Brazilian Portuguese, slightly more precisely Our Brazil, that place where Sega still rules supreme We love it so much Anyway I suppose I better talk about it then Crazy Bus Oh god, it barely qualifies as a game the guy who made it, oh, I shan't give him the title of developer since he has not earned it, made this thing as a tech demo to test his basic compiler. Yes, that does mean it is written in basic. Ugh. <sighs> the only purpose the player, and I use that term very loosely, has is to move buses left and right on a flat plane. There is no challenge, no real gameplay, no real graphics, there isn't even an ending. There is however a soundtrack, or at least a title theme. The infamous randomly generated noise, yes randomly generated noise, produced as the title theme. Now. Through your education, when we go into the break, I shall play a bit of that infamous noise. Only a small portion, because I don't want your heads to explode. I apologise to people who are wearing headphones. If I have to suffer, so do you. So, I'll play a little bit of the terrible, terrible noise before moving on to some actual music from a much better game with the word crazy in the title. Right. Are you ready for this? You may wish to turn your volume down. Okay. Here we go. I apologise in advance.
And we are back. And that was Orange Wednesday from Crazy Taxi Fair Wars. And prior to that, it was the Crazy Boss title screen. Sound. Thing. That was 30 seconds of that, by the way. Never before has 30 seconds felt more like three hours. And by the way, that track goes on for two minutes and 31 seconds. Count yourselves so fortunate I did not make you suffer for that long. I'm not that cruel. Um, uh, Twinny's saying you just realised that I played Orange Wednesday. Yes! You see me indeed! For my cunning plan or something. Uh, Mr. Jamie Wonderman was asking uh, if the Crazy Bus track was actually for real. I'm really sorry, but yes it is. Uh, and he's wondering why the developer would torture us this way. Well, I don't know. I really don't know. It's best known to him. Apparently it was uh, that, that, that sound, that music, was generated using a random number generator. Which is why it sounds the way it does. Oh dear lord. Anyway, moving on. Imagine Tensei Ronde for the Saturn. A game so bad, it managed to kill off that entire branch of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise for 10 years until 2007's Blind Thinker. That game hit the polygon ceiling pretty damn hard, resulting in really terrible graphics, long loading times and battles where it was pretty hard to see what was actually going on. An early demo released uh, resulting in thousands of Japanese gamers cancelling their pre-orders on a scale that hadn't been seen before in uh, that region. Wow. How bad does the demo have to be? Jeez. Also, I know I would not get any peace unless I actually talked about this damn thing. Shaq-Fu. This game is infamous for many reasons. From its incomprehensible, nonsensical plot, which involves wizards, Egyptian pharaohs, reincarnation and time travel, which is somehow related to Kung Fu, and a basketball player being destined to save the world. Or something. This is without even going into the numerous bugs and glitches, the broken, unresponsive controls, insultingly awful hit detection, and poor grammar and spelling, despite the game being made in the US. It's enough to make your brain melt out of your ears, frankly. There's plenty of footage of people playing it online if you particularly want to talk to yourself. There is also a website out there dedicated to destroying every copy of the stinker that it can find, of course, this being the internet, there is also another website trying to preserve as many copies as possible. You may make of that what you will. Uh, however, one of the few, few saving graces of the Shaq Fu game is that some of the music is actually pretty cool. So I'm going to play one of the tracks from it at the moment, track three from Shaq Fu. So I will see you again after the break. Enjoy.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. from Majin Tensei 2 and before that it was track, track 3, I can say words from Shaq Fu uh, Twinny brought up in the Discord chat that uh, 
I, I knew about this already, but um, I wasn't going to talk about it here, but uh, since it's been raised in chat. Somebody decided it would be a really good idea to make a sequel to Shaq Fu called Shaq Fu A Legend Reborn and try and fund it through Indiegogo. Apparently it did beat its Indiegogo funding goal, so it probably is happening. And oh why? Why? Uh, why? Anyway. Highlight was one of the earliest examples of an action RPG. It was originally released on microcomputers and was very popular in Japan. However, it has tended to get something of a bad rep in the West, starting with its very clumsy and very late NES port. Virtual Highlight on the Saturn did little to help its reputation with Western gamers, since they chose, for reasons best known unto themselves, to try for 3D graphics. Really ugly ones. And a hilarious looking digitised sprite for the main player character, who has the amazing, heroic name of... Jim. Which, to be frank, just makes me think of the wizard Tim from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Is it just me? Did nobody else's brain go there? Oh, never mind. The graphics are uninspiring at best, looking flat, blocky and ugly. The camera angles are awkward and mostly seems to fixate on the protagonist's backside. Oh, and the aforementioned digitised sprite has very stiff, limited animation. Some people saying that it's like four frames or something like that. Jeez. So, with all that in mind, it's not very surprising that that was the only 3D game in the franchise, huh? Wow, for something that was like one of the uh, one of the trailblazers in its genre, uh, introducing things like regenerating health, the idea of sandbox gaming, it's really got serious beating when it comes to trying to come over to the West. Poor thing. Uh, also, the Mega Drive had some great adaptations of Disney films, like Aladdin and The Lion King. And then there was Fantasia. Bland, frustrating and often straight up boring, even though the backgrounds and sprites were actually quite nice looking and well designed. Basically you play as Mickey, and you jump on enemies to collect bubbles to shoot at other enemies. That's pretty much it. On and on and on, struggling with irritating, unresponsive controls the entire time. And you don't even get to fight Chernobog. What the hell, game? Even Kingdom Hearts let you do that. Twice, if you count Dream Drop Distance. Which is one of the best things about the Fantasia bit of Dream Drop Distance, actually. Bah. Anyway. More music. Uh, Mr. Wonderman's saying the music was good in Fantasia. Uh, quite possibly, but I couldn't find a copy of it, unfortunately. So I'm going to play uh, music from a much better platformer. Specifically Sonic 2. Or a OC remix thereof. But first of all, I'm going to play... Uh, some music from Virtual Hydlide because some of the tracks are actually pretty cool. So I'm going to play uh, track 8 from uh, Virtual Hydlide 
And after that, there's going to be some uh, music from Sonic 2 OC Remix by Dark Sword. So I hope you enjoy that, and I will talk to you again after the break.
Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
we are back. And that was Dream Pipe, Sonic 2 OC Remix by Dark Sword. And prior to that we had Virtual Hydelide Track 8. So I hope uh, you all enjoyed that. Um, I finished talking about terrible games for now. Uh, do any of you lot have some terrible games that you think I should have talked about? Uh, Rexy mentioned Night Trap, thinks I should have talked about that. Uh, Sony, uh, Sony, Sony, I don't know how to pronounce your name. I uh, mentioned 06 or Rise of Lyric. I've, met, I've talked about um, 06 and Rise of Lyric before in my uh, game about, in my episode about uh, glitches and um, bugs. Um, Mr. Wonderman's saying Sonic Adventure 2, no. Stop that! Because um, Sonic Adventure 2 is actually one of my favourite games ever. Chances of me talking about it on a, game, on a show about terrible games, not likely! I don't care what you say, Green Viper, Sonic Adventure 2 is still one of my favourite games, so I'm not going to talk about it in a, in a thing about terrible games. It's not going to happen. Uh, I might go into a bit more detail about Rise of Lyric or Sonic 06 um, because there there is quite a story behind the development of Rise of Lyric so that might be interesting to, to talk to a bit further about and when he's saying uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis I mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog Genesis briefly when I was uh, talking about uh, awful ports uh, on my, my um, show about ports and conversions um, because yeah, they, I know, why don't we just shove the level maps for Sonic, uh, the original Sonic game, into the advance engine, I'm sure that can only go well, oh wait, no it didn't. Anyway, uh, show's pretty much over and I'm going to finish up pretty much on time for once, which is quite remarkable. Or maybe a bit early. Uh, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. I've never played it, so I have no idea what it's like. Uh, but yeah, if uh, also if anyone has a suggestion of a topic they think I should cover, um, or if I revisit this topic about terrible games again, if there's anything that you think I should cover, uh, please let me know. You can get through to me on the Discord chat. Uh, or you can reach me through Twitter at Blazing Skies. Um, so, you know, feel free to get in touch. So I might revisit this topic again at some other point. Because, um, yeah, certainly for things like Rise of Lyric, there is some, uh, some stuff with... Uh, stuff I can talk about. Uh, Green Viper and Mr. Wonderman are extracting the urine. They're bullying me. It's very mean. Um, I'm not listening to them. But still, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you people on the Discord chat, even if you are mean. Um, And I will see you again next week 
for another topic. I haven't decided what it is yet. I'm, I might do... I've, I've been meaning to do the uh, retrospective on the, Sega, on the Sega Saturn at some point. So I can rip apart some of the dubious decisions that were made by certain figures in Sega management of Sega America at that point. Uh, so I might do that next week. I, I might might give that a bash next week. It depends on... Because I'm coming up to the convention that I was talking about, so it depends how busy I am. Uh, Green Viper saying, good old Bernie. That would be the man that I'll be talking about, yes. Anyway, uh, again, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to Discord chat. Thanks to people on Twitter. Anybody who's listening to the stream. I look forward to chatting to you again next week. For now, uh, I'm going to play one last song. And because I've not yet found a good excuse to play it, I'm going to play some music for, uh, from Residence of Fate because it's brilliant. So I'm going to play Battle to Pay the Debt from Resonance of Fate. And I will see you again next week. I've been Skyblaze. This has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega Live. Thank you so much and good night.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.